So, hello and welcome to another part of the ongoing series of Built Podcasts, in which we have been talking about uh, issues particularly involving enterprise education. Uh, my name's Dave Jarman. I'm a senior lecturer in entrepreneurship at the Centre for Innovation and Entrepreneurship. I'm also a Built Fellow with a responsibility for embedding innovation and enterprise in the curriculum. Today on the podcast, I'd like to welcome a former colleague of mine, and we're still a colleague in the university, but we used to even share an office. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joe, would you care to introduce yourself? Yeah, hi. Thanks, Dave. So my name's Joe Hutchings. I'm the Information Advice and Guidance Manager at the University of Bristol Careers Service. Um, I, as Dave mentioned, we used to share an office together. I've worked at the university in the careers service for 14 years um, as a careers advisor, and I now manage our career centre on Tyndall Avenue, uh, working directly with students and graduates. Thanks, Joe. So it's also worth pointing out, just within my own background, that obviously I was part of the career service many years ago, uh, particularly looking at employability, but then I found my way across into uh, talking about enterprise and entrepreneurship and and worked at Red uh, and worked at another career service and then I've gone over to the dark side and become an academic uh, for the last three and a half years. Um, One of the features that's often come up in conversation through that era, talking about enterprise, entrepreneurship and employability is the nature of the relationship between those different things in that We know that some students are particularly interested in kind of getting a job. Some students are particularly interested in starting up. Many students are not sure what it is they're trying to get done. And we also know from talking to academic colleagues, how do they best support students going through that process of deciding what it is they want to do? Um, And whilst there are some things that we might do in the curricular space, there are also things that we do in the extracurricular and the pastoral space about supporting those students in that decision-making process. One place to start with this agenda is looking at actually how do, we, how do we define some of these terms? How do we define employability? How do we define enterprise? How do we define entrepreneurship? Um, so what we're going to start by doing is offering you some, some formal definitions and then maybe some sort of informal interpretation. So turning first to enterprise and entrepreneurship, um, both of these are defined by the Quality Assurance Agency's uh, guidance uh, that was produced in uh, 2018. Um, an enterprise is defined there as the generation and application of ideas, which are set within practical situations during a project or undertaking. This is the generic concept that can be applied across all areas of education and professional life. It combines creativity, originality, initiative, idea generation, design thinking, adaptability and reflexivity with problem identification, problem solving, innovation, expression, communication and practical action. That's quite a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. If I was asked for a short version of that, I might say that enterprise is about spotting, generating, evaluating, developing and acting on ideas. Now, Entrepreneurship is also defined by the QAA as a, as a step on from that. And the formal definition is that it's the application of enterprise behaviours, attributes and competencies into the creation of cultural, social or economic value. This can, but not, does not exclusively lead to venture creation. So I would interpret that as using those enterprise skills, how do you build a vehicle for that idea? So at this point we are starting to talk about how do you build an organisation a company, a startup, a charity that acts on those enterprising ideas that you've had. Employability is actually, the QAA touch on this, but the, the definition that a lot of people seem to work from comes from Mance and York in 2003, and employability is defined there as a set of achievements, 
skills, understandings and personal attributes that make individuals more likely to gain employment and be successful in their chosen occupations, which benefits themselves, the workforce, the community and the economy. Is that about fair, Joe? Yeah, I think that's absolutely fair. I think it's really important that with employability sort of definition, it is very broad and it really is, for me, that the key bit is that understanding. So understanding sort of your uh, abilities is, is really key to, to that. Um, so yeah, so I think that that's, that's fair. And in a sense, I mean, I guess one of the clear things about that employability definition is that it, it is not simply about getting a job. No. It's about being able to get an appropriate, rewarding, productive job, to stay in it, to do well, and to find the next one, and keep going. Yeah, and I think it's all of those things, but also it needs to be enjoyable. Yeah. So uh, we spend a lot of time working in whatever capacity. And if you're doing something that you enjoy, it's normally something that you're naturally quite good at. And that's normally based on those set of skills, traits, attributes that you have, that you've developed. Some might be innate, but some you will have developed and worked on. And the more you're in a, in a job, but it might be your own business, it might be working for somebody else, it might be volunteering, but the more you're doing some sort of uh, work activity, if you enjoy it, then that's, that's, that's really key, that's really important. And that, that actually comes back very nicely to, to enterprise, maybe more so than entrepreneurship, in that actually enterprise is, is, a, is in large part about self-knowledge, Understanding the ideas that you have and acting on those ideas. And so much of that is based on that, that kind of intrinsic motivation. Mm-hmm. So actually, we find that people are more enterprising when they're more interested. Yeah. And we find that finding something that gives you value, gives you purpose, gives you reward, tends to incline you towards enterprising behavior in that if, you, if you're not interested and you don't care, it's quite difficult to be enterprising mm, in that space. And in a way, the entrepreneurship step, that sort of formalisation of actually wanting to start something, mm-hmm. is, is when you decide that you've got an idea that you care about enough to do that. Mm. You know, to, being an entrepreneur because it's about get-rich-quick schemes doesn't tend to go end mm-hmm. very well, as a rule. Mm-hmm. Uh, being an entrepreneur because you fundamentally care about a change that you want to make in the world, which may lead to personal enrichment, um, seems to be a much better driver, yeah. a much more reliable driver of entrepreneurship. So we're already seeing some kind of commonalities here. Mm-hmm. And I suspect that some of the underpinning competencies mm-hmm. that we're talking about here in terms of, well, I mean, we have that long list yep. under enterprise around kind of creativity, idea generation, design, adaptability, ex- problem solving, communication. Those are all things that would also make you employable. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think the enterprising side of things, um, you mentioned about you need that interest. You do. You need, if you, you need to be curious. Mm. And you, you won't be curious if you're not interested in wanting to find out more so I think that um, that long list of of traits or attributes absolutely are often there's a very similar list that an employer might say Hmm. these are the skills and competencies we want for graduates to have Hmm. 
um, that the lists are, are interchangeable almost. Say, there seem to be a lot of lists. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of lists. About what, about what employers are looking for. I mean, certainly some of the stuff that I've seen recently, things like creativity, teamwork, communication, mm. commercial awareness, always seem to be at the top of those lists. Yes, yes. And, and in a sense, those are both the skills that employers are looking for, but we could easily identify all of those skills within a kind of an enterprising and entrepreneurial yeah, mindset. Definitely. As well. Definitely. So in some ways, actually, some of the difference between between enterprise and... Actually, this is interesting. So in some ways, the difference is almost more between entrepreneurship and employability than it is between enterprise and I, employability. I would 100% agree with that. And I think one of the keys, which is something that's slightly different that we haven't yet spoken about is about, not necessarily about your traits or your attributes, but linked a little bit more to your needs or maybe your values, but more your needs. So taking those more entrepreneurial steps, maybe going and thinking, I've got this idea or I've spotted this opportunity and I want to take it further. For some people, they don't want, naturally want that either risk, responsibility, And that's fine. They want security of working for another organisation. Um, and that's that's more a sort of innate or yeah, sort of need for that person. There's a, a theory called career anchors. Mm-hmm. And um, career anchors identify that we all have certain things, that whatever we're doing, whatever work we're doing, there are certain things that we must have an anchor. And for some people, that might be security. Yep, and you're a lot less likely to go off and start your own business or your own enterprise um, if security is a key anchor. So I think the difference very much, I think, is more that entrepreneurial side of things than perhaps the enterprise and, um, side of things. So in a sense, there's, there's a, a reasonably common set of competencies that, mm-hmm. will, that will help you thrive mm-hmm. in a variety of organisations. It's almost how you perceive the kind of organisation that you want to need to be part of and the degree to which that is a you are a small part of a big organisation or, or working by yourself or part of a founding team. And, and in some ways, that, that, that can kind of be driven in one of two ways. That, that might be about kind of an intrinsic sense of where you best fit and what you want to do and the degree of autonomy and responsibility that you want to have mm-hmm. for doing that mm-hmm. or that or conversely the sense of security that you want to have and that you you want that regular paycheck you want all of that infrastructure around you <clears throat> but there's also um so it, it could be that you become entrepreneurial um because you want to be equally we also see lots of students who are going out into areas of work where they may not think that doing it by themselves and being an entrepreneur is what they want to do, but actually that industry sector, those job roles are increasingly becoming freelance and portfolio and similar, so that actually a student who wants to go and work in the media, who may not ever self-identify as an entrepreneur, Mm -hmm. will will need to behave in an entrepreneurial way because that's the nature of employment Mm -hmm. in that sector. Yeah, that's, that's right, and I think... Certainly something we try to do at the career service is introduce that those concepts as well, that mm. actually the example you gave, working within a, a media-related um, role, you either often have to work freelance or you often have to work on short-term contracts mm-hmm. as well, uh, which means that um, you're 
constantly on the lookout and building new relationships and networking with mm. people because you're thinking about what am I going to go on to next? Um, and so, yes, yeah, so you may have a real passion for working in a particular industry or doing a particular role, but you also have to understand the nature of employment. And again, sometimes people might make the decision that actually I don't want that. Mm. The passion for the, the role and the job outweighs um, or doesn't outweigh the need for perhaps security. So people, what we have to try and help uh, students and graduates understand is what's right for them. Absolutely. And in a sense, and that will also change over time in that people will, will find their way into employment yeah, and then they might find themselves self-employed. They might have them starting something up. They might then find themselves if they're if their startup is acquired, back inside a big organisation again. Yeah. they may decide that at a certain point in their career they need more security mm-hmm. for whatever reason and go. Actually, the freelancing needs to be put on pause for now. I need mm-hmm. I need kind of the security of a kind of regular paycheck. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is that is you that you do get students who assume they want to be entrepreneurs and then actually realise that the best way for them to become that entrepreneur is to actually gain traditional employment. And you've also got students who are making the assumption that they're going to go into traditional employment only to find that actually their route forward is more entrepreneurial and more autonomous than they might have imagined. Mm. And and they might even enjoy it more than they thought. So actually you do kind of increasingly have these kind of meandering career paths. But again, I guess what's true in, in both these cases is that from both our, our sides, what we're trying to do for our students is help them find a way to be successful mm-hmm. on their own terms, but also on terms that the rest of society recognises, but helping them explore the best way to live out their values, to live out their ideas. And actually, one word just to kind of to stick in the mix here is the idea of entrepreneurship. Mm. You know, actually, how do you work for a big organisation, but using that entrepreneurial mindset, still make ideas happen, Mm. still change the organisation that you're in? I mean, I kind of personally self-identify as an entrepreneur. You know, I work in a big big bureaucracy here at the University of Bristol, but I'm constantly trying to change things. Mm -hmm. And actually helping students think about, you know, they're not just going to, even if they just want to be an employee, Mm. they're not just going to go be a bum on a seat somewhere. They're going to be expected to contribute. They're yep. going to be expected to bring fresh ideas, new insights, new energy into an organisation. And something we hear a lot about more recently is that employers, so going and working for within an organisation, doesn't necessarily have to be a large organisation, but within an organisation, absolutely the employers want that skill set and they want people to disrupt mm-hmm. in, in a positive way. Um, and we hear, a, it's sort of the new buzzword about having people who are coming and just disrupt the way that, the way that an organisation might think or the way that an organisation might do things. And um, so employers are looking for those creative thinkers, those people that are going to spot opportunities, are going to think a little bit differently and think, actually, we can... we there's an opportunity here and we can do things mm. differently and that might uh, benefit the business or the customers or the clients in certain ways. So disruption is sort of a bit of a buzzword. And that's and a very entrepreneurial word. I mean, yeah. that, I mean that, that we could do a whole other podcast about, <laughs> about the role of disruptive innovation. Yeah. But, but what's interesting there is that when you look out into that kind of wider world of uh, different companies 
trying to innovate and stay ahead mm. of competition, you know, one of the ways that they do that is actually by bringing in talent that allows them to compete with the startups and scale-ups yeah. that they're seeing coming into that space. I think that's quite an interesting challenge for a lot of graduates to, to not just go, oh, I'm bringing a, a set of skills and talents. You expect me to also come into this organization and disrupt it? Mm. That I'm going to have to have ideas. I'm going to have to challenge the status quo. I'm going to have to spot opportunities. You know, we're absolutely back in, you know, enterprise and entrepreneurship skill sets. 100%. Here. Yeah. As a key feature of current employability. Yeah, 100%. And I think um, that is a challenge for current students, recent graduates to think about. But I think that goes back to giving students an opportunity to explore mm their own interests, strengths, ideas throughout their time at university, whether that be in the curriculum, whether that be extracurricular, to really explore sort of what they enjoy. Our role at the career service is to help them then navigate mm -hmm. those different opportunities that exist. But the more that students have an opportunity to try different things out, work in different ways... Um, that will help them then understand what might be a good fit for them and also will help them wherever they end up after they, they graduate, help them have confidence, because that's a key attribute, yep. have confidence to go into a workplace and work with that organisation, work with teams, work by themselves, um, and having that confidence to use the, the, the skills and the attributes that, that they've got. So on, on similar note, I was sort of thinking this process through about what is it we're trying to achieve within our work in the university as, as services, as academics that support students going through this process. And, and obviously part of that is, is kind of raising awareness of, you know, what the future looks like, what their options are, potentially raising self-awareness mm -hmm. of, of what they're, they're actually into and what they're good at and less good at and where they think they want to develop. It's about providing information and support so they can make some of those decisions and that's where that kind of navigation piece fits in. There's also a bit about kind of not necessarily igniting but um, allowing them to recognise an affinity with what they want to do. So that, again, come back to that idea of sort of self-knowledge. Like, actually, where will I be happy? You know, what am I interested in? What do I, what do I value when I kind of choose a career or choose to start something, and, and then to take action. Like, absolutely, one of the things that we're, we're both trying to do is, you know, having provided some information, having provided some, maybe some inspiration, is then enabling them and encouraging them to act on it and to do something about it. Because in a sense, you know, we can't make those decisions for them. You know, at the heart of employability, at the heart of enterprise, is students self-determining mm -hmm. what they do and how they do it. Mm -hmm. Does that mean, it, it's interesting talking from the perspective of both kind of running an academic programme and providing a professional support service, mm. that what we're really trying to do is kind of unlock and unleash our students' ability to, to move forward yeah. in appropriate ways. Yeah, we are. And listening to you talk there is interesting because I was then thinking, this is a lot that we're asking, <laughs> actually, students to think about. Yeah. And um, so I think the other part which goes back to what you were saying 
a short while ago was about the th- that things change, that you might make change, you will, there's no might about it, you will make changes throughout your working life. And so there is something about it's okay to make some decisions and they might not work out for you. Yeah. Um, that's that sort of resilience. Um, we talk in the centre, interestingly, that this phrase has come up a few times recently about seeking progress, not perfection. Right, like that, yeah. And I think a lot of students get very hung up on trying to make a kind of perfect decision yeah. about what it is that they need to do. Mm. And actually, all you really need to do is keep moving forward. Yeah. Because things will happen, you'll respond to those, things that you hadn't dreamed of will come over the horizon, you might have to respond to horrible things that happen. Actually, all we really need students to do is, is keep responding to this stuff in a positive way. Mm-hmm. That, you know, there, there isn't, when it comes to finding a job, when it comes to starting up, that there's not a right answer. Mm-hmm. And, and that will change consistently. Like, you know, they're 21 on the whole mm-hmm. when they graduate. There's an awful lot of working life ahead of them mm-hmm. to continue making decisions in. So a lot of what we're doing is almost kind of planting seeds and providing tools tool sets and mm. know-how mm. to keep making good decisions. Absolutely. And you had like the hesitation on the word tools is something because it is yeah. a tool set, but we don't want it. It is, I suppose it is growth, but that sounds like, a, I suppose a little bit cheesy, <laughs> but um, it is about learning and developing um, and accepting that things will change. So you need to have that adaptability. You need to have that resilience. That's also a key set, key skills that employers want because the workplace is ever changing, mm. and they employers want people to be adaptable. And if you're also deciding to start your own business, you need to be adaptable, and you certainly need to be resilient. Mm. So um, developing and understanding those skills and thinking, well, if I get knocked back. If things don't quite work out, that progression yep. piece is really important. That's okay. That's that that happens. So we, we've been agreeing an awful lot. We have so far, <laughs> um, and, and and in a sense, I mean, I think that that's only fair. In that there, there is a common set of competencies here. Yep. And you know, if academic colleagues are thinking about you know whether that whether curricular or kind of pastoral care, how best to support these things, mm. what is absolutely true is that you can kind of be doing both at the same time. And and obviously, we always like it when you can kind of explicitly reference within work that you are developing employability or you are developing enterprise and entrepreneurship skills. Mm-hmm. We know that actually sometimes that can be done implicitly within a curriculum, within pastoral support, and then it's up to students to kind of reflect on that and try and make the most of it. And in a sense, we work in quite similar ways. You know, we there are kind of there's provision for one-to-one support for students. There's provision for a whole range of kind of skills development mm-hmm. workshop. There are opportunities both within the curriculum, beyond the curriculum, to be provoked, to be inspired, to be supported, to be navigated mm-hmm. to relevant resources. And you know, it's it's up to colleagues around the university how they want to badge some of those things up mm. implicitly, explicitly, because sometimes students are not necessarily at certain points in their studies minded to do certain things that might be quite good for them so sometimes you smuggle it in and you take a few hostages and you kind of persuade them that something might be useful and relevant and then direct them on to the next thing and hope that they volunteer for the next steps rather than just consistently be taken hostage for three years for Mm -hmm. their own good you know encouraging them to step forward and volunteer i mean 
we do seem to use the same methods yeah. or similar methods. Yeah. Are there things that we do in these areas that are, that are different? So for me, obviously, one of, the, one of the differences for entrepreneurship but in particular, but also one of the issues with it down the years has been that entrepreneurship feels like a slightly more exclusive club for a very particular group of students. You know, we used to talk about the idea of sort of 5% of students self-declare as entrepreneurs. And I remember working in the career service eons ago and being told, well, you know, if that's 5%, that's only 1 in 20. We're going to spend our time concentrating on the 19 out of 20 who Mm. want to do traditional employment. Actually, whilst there is a group of students who want this very start-up commercial focus, actually most of the work I do in enterprise and entrepreneurship is far more generic and it's far more about value creation and personal development. Um, um, it's trying to spot places where we do things that little bit differently. And I think sometimes I do do more content that has that very startup and commercial edge to it that you probably, probably wouldn't find employability. Is there anything that you think you do within employability that doesn't necessarily contribute to enterprise or entrepreneurship? I don't, I don't, I don't think there is specifically... But I suppose if you came to the career service, you you might feel that it's more about applying for a job Mm. sometimes. And it's, so we, you talk about taking hostage and and, (laughs) um, sometimes what we offer is um, to get people in and to get people engaged with the work that we do. So it might be really focused on how do you write a good application form? How do you perform at an interview? And that can seem very job-focused. Mm. But that's this stuff that people engage with, so students engage with, because they think, I want to be able to perform well at mm. an interview. And that gets them through the door. And then what we try and do is then introduce... It's not just about applying for a job. You need to understand what might be the right job for you. Who you are and, and what's yeah, a good fit. And then understanding, yeah, and to do uh, to do that, you need to work out who you are. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so in some ways, we actually have a similar challenge in that often in entrepreneurship, students who are very already self-declared entrepreneurs mm. will come to the session on marketing or they will come to the session mm. on finance and funding. And actually what you really want them to come to is the session that says, is this a good idea or not? Yeah. Are you the right person to do this idea? Have you really thought through the implications of you making this happen? Mm. It, so it, there is a, this interesting challenge that often students are like, well, I think I need this, mm. or I've been told I need this, or everyone around me seems to be doing this. Mm. How do I do that? And actually what you really want, both as a kind of enterprise entrepreneurship or an employability kind of practitioner, is to go right back to the start and go, right, well, who are you? Mm-hmm. And you know, what do you want to do? And how do you think you're going to do that? And here are some tools and methods that will help you think that through and move you forward. Yeah, absolutely. And so, yeah, you need that hook to get people in. Mm. And then you do, you do all of that work. And I think the ultimately, going back to what we said earlier, you want to be in your life, in your work life, doing something that you enjoy, that, mm. you're, that you're motivated to do. You can't... It's very difficult to get to that without doing that uh, reflection on who you are and without doing that, what does, you know, what does a particular role mean? What's the work involved there? What does it mean to start my own business? Have I got the skill set to drive that forward? And so that's that 
that piece of work needs to happen for you to end up in in something that you enjoy. Quite often people don't do that and they do start work where they uh, aren't happy or it's not right for them Mm. and then they'll move on to something else and that's absolutely fine. But I think the more we can give people the skills now um, to make some good decisions, informed decisions, um, the better. So, so just in terms of maybe like as a, as a sort of final element, if we were giving advice to our kind of colleagues around the institution to help their students best engage with, the, with what they could and should be doing, mm-hmm. what advice might that be? I mean, it, it strikes me that actually it's, part of it is about, partly it's about navigating them to the things that exist. And, you know, what, what we're not going to provide now is a, is a kind of a, a, a list of all the different yeah. career service provision, all the different enterprise entrepreneurship provision, because those, those things are out there. But there's a bit in here that's clearly about challenging students to think through their assumptions and and explore, and genuinely explore and check things out. So a conversation that I often have with, say, uh, somebody comes to me saying, oh, I want to start something, is I will go, okay, and are you, are you sure? Is the idea any good? Have you explored? Have you looked at your kind of competitors? And actually one of the things, one of the bits of advice I often find myself giving that seems people would often regard as counterintuitive is I, I tell people to go and join a company. Mm-hmm. Don't start up straight away. It might not always be the right option. What actually you might need to do is go and spend two, three, four, five, ten, fifteen years mm-hmm. in an industry building up a domain expertise so that you actually you know what problem is worth solving. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's really good advice. For me, just what I would say is sometimes employability is seen as a bit of a like dirty word <laughs> it's we don't want to talk about employability and actually it's about getting students ready for life yeah. and that will be could be anything mm. it could be staying within academia it could be starting their own business it could be going to work for a multinational company but it's about getting them ready for life that's what employability is and it's not something we should shy away from mm. um, and we should talk about this all these things particularly on that enterprising side of things we, that should be all joined up together and not seen as separate which is why we keep agreeing on everything yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. And I think it's, it's, it's up to colleagues around the university to also think about what to call things, mm. when, to, when to deploy this stuff to students. But obviously, in some ways, the most useful thing that you can do is, is anything that sort of provokes and challenges their assumptions about who they are and what they're going to be. And in a sense, you don't have to have the answers yourself. That's for the students to find. But, but that there are kind of professionals within the institution who can help students make these decisions. There's plenty of resources out there so, you know, don't get hung up on having to know the answer. Just be willing to ask a few good questions yep. of the students and, and provoke them to go and find out more. Absolutely. Cool. Um, I think we'll probably stop there, yeah. actually. I think that was, a, that was a really good discussion. So thanks, Joe. Thank you. Thanks uh, for, for having me. Much appreciated. And uh, look forward to more podcasts in the series. Thank you very much.